Ramblings of Ordinary Men. Episode 3, Fit. Welcome to The Room. I'm Jonah Lazar, and again this week, we have our very special guest, Nigel Armstrong. Am I always going to be a guest? I'm... Yeah. What does it take to, like, get host status? You gotta show up every week. It also helps if you live at the house. That too. Or you could just donate $1,000 to our top level of our Patreon, and you can get in... You can get guest status. Like, above guest status. You gotta get in on the ground floor of this, though. There's only, like, four slots open. I think that there are, like, certain levels that go beyond that and below that. Those aren't on our Patreon. We only oh, have okay. premium guests, so if you want to upgrade to premium guest, $1,000. A lot of really sick perks there. You get to join our uh, our Discord. Our so IRC. Can, yeah, our IRC and our Discord so that you can have the same information presented twice to you. That's always great. Data duplication is one of my favorite things to deal with at work. Uh, what are some of the other benefits here? Uh, you get to be in our weekly stat Slack conversation, but you can't comment. Like, it doesn't... Uh, just view your, access. Your, your things don't go in there. Just yeah. view access. Read. You can also join our mailing list. That's cool, but also... Or that's true, but also read only. You just get to see what we might be talking about at some point. Otherwise known as a newsletter. Yeah. Uh, we also have Cortland Lizer. Hello. Jake Taron, as always. Yep, still here. And David Kroll, the brown one. What's up, everyone? Good to see you all. So, Jonah, I heard you've been getting into some fitness this week. How's that been going? Oh, boy, let me tell you. Well, you know, like most things that I do, I like to research the hell out of things before actually diving into anything. And, uh, of course, when you look into fitness regimens, uh, one of the big ones uh, for today, one of the popular ones, is CrossFit. And let me tell you a little bit about that, because uh, they have some interesting things going on behind the scenes. So... CrossFit is the fitness regimen to end all fitness regimens. It has you overworking yourself, you know, pushing yourself past the limit. Um, that's what really separates it from the other ones. Uh, it's the fact that whereas all the other ones have uh, good safety precautions, CrossFit throws them all out the window. Um, they want you to work yourself until you drop down uh, and literally can't anymore. And then even when that stage happens, they want you to keep working until the clock runs out. That's one of the big things in CrossFit. They have a big clock uh, in all their facilities that counts down. And if the clock has not reached zero, then you're not done, no matter what. Sounds a lot like my high school uh, trainer who would just, yeah, I'd be done and he'd be like, no, five more. And then I'd be done, and he'd be like, no, no, five more again. So uh, with this clock, does it reset? Is it like on a five-minute timer so that you guys can do you know, your sets or reps or whatever in there? Or is it just at the start of the day, the clock starts with eight hours, and then if you're there early, you're just fucked for the rest of the day. And if you get there ten minutes before it closes, you got an easy time. Yeah, the, the clock does reset. Uh, I think it's on either five or two and a half minutes uh, uh, okay. intervals, okay. and then you, you do your workouts till the clock finishes and then you're done and then you get to rest and then it starts again is there a crazy buzzer i don't know i've never been in one of those gyms so my question's a little different mine's kind of about the name you said it was called crossfit and like 
the cross part of that word immediately my brain jumps to religion. Is this a religious exercise in some way? So contrary to popular belief, it actually isn't oh, at all. Okay. Not that I not that I could tell. Um, they just do it for the gains. Uh, what kind of gains? Muscular. Ah, okay. I, I believe the word is the sick gains. Yes. I think that the cross reference is that people should do this religiously. Oh. So it's hmm. sort of like a routine sort of thing. However, nothing beats my fitness regimen. That's going from my bedroom, down the stairs, to the refrigerator, to the pantry, to the microwave, back to the refrigerator, and up to my bedroom again. Oh, that's a lot of repetitions in there. Yeah, right? Must be working them muscles real good. Yeah, they are. So you may have heard um, some bad things about CrossFit, or at least some that, that some most people, I would say, uh, don't really like CrossFit. Yeah, I've heard like a couple people died from it. Yeah, uh, that's possible. But the this all stems from the fact that, like I said, they throw all safety precautions out the window. Uh, they encourage people to do unsafe things, such as uh, lifting weights above their head that are far too heavy to properly lift and to do it with terrible form just as fast as possible and as hard as possible. So when you say above their head, is that like a requirement? It has to be directly above your head? Your head has to be in the squishing zone? For one of the exercises, like an overhead press, yes. Oh, that's real good. Uh, yeah. Um, and you would think that there would be some uh, conspiracy, you know, CrossFit trying to cover things up. But actually, um, it's one of, their, uh, one of the big risks of CrossFit and overtraining in particular which is what CrossFit encourages, is called rhabdomyolysis, which is basically you exercise so much that your muscles begin to break down and they create toxic chemicals in your body that go into your bloodstream and your kidneys have to filter them out because that's what kidneys do. And there's so much of this toxin that your kidneys just can't filter it all out. So you go down into kidney failure and that that's what they call rhabdomyolysis and crossfit the mascot of crossfit is called uncle rhabdo which is a clown with rhabdomyolysis so a clown that's dying yes and uh you can see pictures of it online if you google uncle rhabdo we'll have some in the show notes but yeah it's a clown in the gym with his gut spilling out and he looks terrible so these toxins that you're speaking of, is it something other than lactic acid? Yes. Lactic acid is healthy, uh, whereas these toxins called... Poison. Something I... I watch know. a lot of House. Yeah. So... Mm. It's lupus. Fucking expert over here. It's never lupus. Except for the time it was. Except yeah, for the one time it was it's lupus. Muscle, it's muscle toxins uh, from basically... The cell death of your muscles, um, you know, when anything dies, it releases necrotic uh, chemicals, and it's going into your bloodstream, and your liver and your kidneys can't filter it out fast enough. So, failure. So, earlier, you mentioned uh, an overhead press. Uh, I actually, you know, I go to the gym three <sighs> times a week after work. Uh, not today. But other days, um, I actually do an overhead press. I don't do it fast, and my head's way clear of the squishing zone, uh, and I do it with a safe weight. But 
Am I CrossFit? No. Does... Uh, see, the the key difference there is you said you were doing it safe and not fast and with a safe weight. And I assume when you do it, you know, you actually do get gains. The sickest. The sickest gains. Uh, so that right there tells me that you're not doing CrossFit. Okay, good. Your uh, gains are sick? Maybe you should go to a doctor. Maybe I should. So it seems like you can actually do the same exercises as you, I, as one normally would, but badly, and then you become a CrossFit pro. That is That seems to be in line with what my research would tell me, yes. Ah. Um, also, another thing that is not necessarily unsafe, just poor form. Uh, so, like, for example, uh, pull-ups. You know, a normal pull-up, you want to pull all the way up and then let go all the way down in a controlled manner. Uh, CrossFit pull-ups, however, involve what's called kipping, which is where you just kind of hop a little bit um, and you don't pull yourself all the way up. You use your body weight and your momentum to go up and then you let yourself drop so there's no resistance uh, during the uh, the negative part of the pull-up. Um, the the, the pull-down. The pull-down or the... Um, there's a word for it that I can't think of. Uh, to be to be clear, when we're speaking about pull-ups, we're not speaking of the uh, the children's diaper, right? No, not not pull-ups. Uh, in that sense, no. The uh, the exercise where you have a bar and you use your body weight uh, to, as the resistance when you f- flex your arms to uh, pull yourself up to the bar. So you said this has like a a timed aspect. Is there like I know a lot of other timed kind of sporting events and stuff. There's some sort of music or something to keep you going at a certain pace. Is there something like that with CrossFit? Yes. Um. So to keep you motivated, uh, instead of music, there are people yelling at you to keep going and to not stop. And if you do stop, they will specifically come over to you and start yelling at you and berating you until you keep going until the clock runs out. If I didn't have a trainer, could I substitute that with just, like, maybe some DMX or something? He does tend to yell or bark at you. The The problem with DMX, while I feel like that would work for some, uh, the problem is it's not enough. Oh. Uh, it has to be actual targeted aggression. More personal. Um, it has to be personal, yeah. Whereas DMX, you know, is it's rap, it's melodic, and you, you get the sense that it's supposed to be entertaining, Rather than berating. So taking it one step further, what if it was just more like physical aggression? What if it was you were to apply electric shocks in some way in order to keep going? You know, just have some pick someone right back up if they fall down or collapse or zap them. Who, who who knows? Just break a bone. Why should that be any reason to stop going? While that has not come up in my research on CrossFit, I wouldn't put it past them. Well, well, maybe this is the bleeding edge of CrossFit. Maybe we just, you know, push this to the next level. If you get too tired to finish running your your laps or whatever it is the the youngins are running these days, uh, we'll just break your legs. That'll teach you. Shock collar. That'll teach you to stop. There I would go. postulate that that would be a technique that they would not shy away from, uh, considering its motivational capabilities. And that is what they're after, after all. So this week, I'm going to be looking at uh, Facts Daily, 
which is a website that is entirely uh, there for people to look at random facts that they post. And of course, as we all know, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Facts Daily is a place for explorers and people who want to learn new things. So today I thought I would take that one step further so that we could learn some new things and, you know, just try to get around doing that. Today we're going to be looking at one of the uh, posts that they made, which is random facts that everyone thinks are false but are actually true. How many of those are there? Uh, there are over 50 of them. Actually, there are over 100 of them, I think. And we just took 10 of the best ones. Good call. And just so everyone that's listening is aware, uh, nobody except David actually knows what these facts are. We're all just kind of here along for the ride. Yeah. Exploring, so, if you will. Being I, I just exposed looked, to new and adventurous things. I just looked through all of these, and I thought that these 10 were the ones that we could actually uh, look at and maybe talk about, because some of them are, are quite a bit, are quite interesting. So the first one that we're going to look at is handshakes. Handshakes were originally meant to make sure that the person you were meeting wasn't carrying a concealed weapon. Uh, the hand class proved that your hand was empty, and shaking was meant to dislodge any weapons hiding in your sleeves or in any open clothing. So, yeah. That explains why old people shake your hand so vigorously. Because they get exposed to a lot of weapons? or Because they're trying to dislodge all my weapons. Yeah. Ah, the ancient okay. people. Uh, I, I heard, I don't know why I heard or where, but I, I heard a while ago that uh, something with sailors, when, when you shake someone's hand and you uh, reach forward and kind of grab them by the elbow or something, uh, that's typically done to see if their elbow was swollen because that's a sign of a disease. I forget which disease. Scurvy? Maybe scurvy, yes. So, so that's how that handshake got started. Yeah, so I don't really know how many people actually hide weapons in their sleeves. I guess other, like, knives. But if this is, like, an old thing, I don't think that guns were around back then. Yeah, so. I, I myself, I always wear short sleeves, so it's pretty hard for me to get any swords up there. But yeah, where do you hide daggers them? work pretty well. But I'm sure if I just, like, shook your arm really, really hard. Maybe you could hide, like, a Swiss Army knife. That, that might work. Get him with a corkscrew. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the second one is on breastfeeding. Breastfeeding allows a baby to give germs to mothers so that her immune system can respond and can synthesize the antibodies for her baby uh, in return. So a uh, really interesting thing, you know, the mother's still acting as like an antibody source for the baby itself. So it's sort of like a replicating antibody type of thing. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually. Uh, it's So is that one saying that uh, if I am a baby and I have a germ or something, then I give that to my mother uh, via breastfeeding, and in the time it takes for her to... Or that the amount of time it takes for her to, you know, create an antibody for that and put that into her breast milk, I'm still there breastfeeding? Is this, you know, all supposed to happen within one breastfeeding session? I think it takes time. Okay. I think okay, it takes time. Sessions. I think it's it's meant to get the mother sick, essentially, because you have to get sick in order to form the antibodies. So the baby is is getting a mother sick in okay. that case. So is, mothers out there, don't do any more breastfeeding unless you like being sick. Yeah. So the third one is a law about pregnant women. In Britain, a pregnant woman can pee anywhere she wants to, even if it's in a police officer's helmet. So that one was actually a really weird one. Uh, I thought I don't know if the law expressly said police officers' helmets. 
but is is that because in Britain there aren't women's restrooms, or is there some other reason? I think it's because the police officers' helmets are uh, shaped like bowls, and oh, it would make you know such a perfect you know pee holder. Makes sense. I yeah. think it's it also could be just lack of public restrooms. Wow. Or maybe women can't enter public restrooms, which is very sexist. Uh, on a more serious note, I feel like other countries uh, charge for restrooms. It's like, you know, uh, a one-pound piece or something for a restroom. So maybe pregnant women just don't have to deal with that. A lot of country- countries also like to advertise that they don't charge for restrooms, but then they'll charge you for toilet paper, which is the worst. I think the question this raises is, are police officers then obligated to offer their helmets to pregnant women to pee in? I don't think that they are obligated to. I think that a woman need only approach a police officer, remove the police officer's helmet, and then proceed to pee in it. So she has to request it. I don't think it's a request. I think that it's just something where it's it's a courtesy that, you know, just randomly remove the helmet and then, you know, proceed to urinate. He, she just takes it, and he just he knows yeah. what's up. He can see the belly, and he's the like, trained. she has to pee. How does he know it's not just a fat woman or a well, womanly man? They're trained. Ah, the that's police part of their training. They, they can smell it. They Makes can sense. smell the baby. Mm. Yeah. Way up there. Their spidey senses mm-hmm. start tingling. So for the fourth one, um, most people notice a distinct smell in the air after it rains. I think a lot of us uh, know that. Uh, but one of the things you didn't know is that that smell is actually caused by a bacteria called actinomenocytes. Hmm. So, what is um, that smell called? I don't know what it starts it's with the letter called. P. It, it, do you know what it's called? That's I've all I know. It. it was in an oh, episode man. of Doctor Who. Not a good one either. Aglets. No, nope. it's not aglets. Close it's, enough. Uh, Apiarist. All right, I'll look it up. <laughs> Yeah. Don't have to. I'm going to. There, there's a distinct smell, but I just didn't know okay, it was. Google. <laughs> okay, Google. All right, I'm not gonna look it up anymore. So we're gonna ask Google now. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, giggle. Okay, Google. You probably don't have it turned on. Okay, Google. Smell of rain. Petrichor. I hope it's a it's song. petrichor. I figured oh, it out. I got it. You uh, got it. What's weird Petrichor. is I actually just kind of guessed on that one. It's a very nice smell, though. You All have right. to say. I just if we do keep that in, it's gonna open literally everyone's Google if they're in like the <laughs> car or listening anywhere. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Alexa. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you want, David. We're keeping. Hey, Alexa. That. Echo. Can... Hey, Alexa. Can... Simon says, "Hey, Alexa." We can move on. Yeah, that whole bit's fucked. Uh, The other thing I looked up, uh, this is number five. Our eyes are always the same size from birth, but our nose and ears never stop growing. That explains why old people have large noses. I always noticed that when I was little. It's like, how do you get your nostrils that gapingly large? It might have also been that you were shorter than them and you were just constantly looking up their nose holes. Well, yeah, but as long as you're looking up at their nose holes, you might as well notice that they're gapingly large. I think that's a little bit of an inverse thing because as you get older, <laughs> like, it actually gets smaller because you're no longer looking up. Well, I think that uh, also with the ears thing, that also explains why they get so globby. 
I don't know if that's the right word. Globby. I have no idea what you're talking it, about. It's really flappy ears. Oh, you mean people who wear um, those big hoops? The, who, no, 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 gauges. Gauges. They but have I think, floppy ears. I think he just meant old people naturally happen to have floppier ears than the tight, young, floppy, supple floppy, ears floppy. of a I, youngin. I feel like that's where that old adage comes from. Do your ears hang low? Do they, Do they wobble, wobble to, and, to and, fro? and fro? That's got to be it. I mean, l- let's think about this one scientifically. Can anyone propose a better hypothesis? Uh, maybe beagles. Science. They always step in on their ears. Beagles are they old? Uh, some of them. Are, we, are, are old people old. just beagles? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it can't be. They're actually elephants because el- they're so wrinkly. They got big noses, big ears. Old people are just holy shit on their way to elephants. You got it. That's why they can always remember things. So it's Dumbo. The whole the, the concept. He's yeah. an elephant. Yes. Yeah. We will all eventually become Dumbo. It's the final stage of our wonderful thing of this wonderful thing that is called life. Yeah. How old do I have to be till I get my three racist crow friends? <laughs> is that a Dumbo? <laughs> yeah. Thing? Yeah. It's also from uh, oh, man, I seen uh, the Briar Rabbit. There were two racist crows, but There's man, were they racist. Yeah. Were they named Jim? I think one of them, yes. That's I think good. one of their names is Jim. They're just like really racist depictions of black people as crows. So the next one was actually one of the more practical uh, facts that I saw, which was that run- rubbing a banana peel on a mosquito bite can actually help stop the itching. I don't I, know if anyone's tried that. I think that's due to the inherent radioactive nature of bananas uh they have potassium which is a radioactive element um and it does radioactively decay and i think that decay acts kind of like the radiation uh that one uses to treat cancer and uh kills the cells that were mutated by the mosquito bite radiation solves everything it's true uh quick question how did the how did the potassium get into the banana who put it there god Ah, that's why we have thumbs. That's why God gave us opposable thumbs. Our heavenly Lord looks down mm. upon us. To open bananas. Yep, and eat the potassium within. So the next uh, fact that I actually looked up was you don't sneeze when you're asleep because the nerves involved in the sneezing reflex are also resting. So I'm guessing that's like in the facial area. So is it that your face is resting or what's happening there? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it's because when you're asleep, it's harder for the pepper molecules to get up in there. Like your nose is shut up and like they can't get in there. Yeah, sometimes I kind of sleep face down on the pillow. So maybe the pillow acts as a sort of air filter. I, I, I think I have been woken up by sneezing though. So I feel like that's ah, So you're calling bullshit on this. I'm not saying it's complete bullshit. I'm saying it's maybe possibly a little bit bullshitty. So you're saying that there's fake things on the internet? Because we got these on the internet. I don't know if we you heard that part. They are from the internet. Hey, Cortland, do you have a bullshit button? What? We got to get one. <laughs> Especially for this. We'll just put that in and post. Yes. No, <laughs> we can't. Have fun putting that in and post. I feel like if we have a bullshit button, it needs to be one of us saying bullshit. Bullshit! Done.
Okay, there you yeah. go. Thank um, you. There you go. The, It'd be great just to interject that. So, would you, would you like me to clap so we can get no, that? please. <laughs> so, how how do smelling salts work then? If your uh, nose nasal passage reflexes don't work when you're sleeping, smelling you smell salts when you're sleeping. Smelling, you, you know, like an old timey, like oh, a woman faints, we have to use the smelling salts to wake her up. That's not actually an old timey thing. That's also used in many medical professions. Or situations i think part of it is that the smelling salts smell so bad they cause you to wake up as well, well. it's not bad it's just powerful okay. also some of them are bad hmm. so i was mostly right mm, cool maybe the smelling salts the, also trigger certain no. things in the brain right enough that no. cause you to wake up or become more alert that's what it makes is. sense and they're not all salts that's what they're called mm. no what no. do you call them jake I don't call them things. I don't talk about them frequently enough to need to address them more so than, hey, you guys know that stuff that they use in in hospitals where they need to wake up somebody who is, you know, unconscious and they crack a tube of it open and jam it under their nose? That's that's typically how I describe those things. That's a lot faster than smelling salts. Well, it's mm-hmm. a lot more accurate. Don't think so. Maybe. Anyway. The next topic that I looked at on this list was the topic of honey. Now, honey is the only food that is in, that includes all substances necessary to sustain life, uh, including enzymes, minerals, water, and vitamins. And I thought that that was uh, interesting, given you know recent discoveries of planets that could sustain life. What about carbohydrates? That's the biggest section on the food pyramid. Uh, I think that might be an enzyme, but I don't. No, enzymes are things that break down molecules. Yeah, okay, sure. never mind. I think I'm not it, a biologist. What I think that it would count as a mineral in that case, maybe. Don't think that's true. Pretty sure carbs are not minerals. What about a vitamin? Are carbs a vitamin? Nope, mm-hmm. but vitamins are minerals. Also, uh, isn't protein pretty important? That's not in there. Honey, nah, only maybe if you've got want, dead bees. Only if you want gains. Mm, yeah, all about that sick gains. I think that honey also just contains natural sugars. That That's why it's so sweet. And the sugars might have the carbs. So what if I had the bees just directly vomit into my mouth? Would that produce the same benefits? Or is part of the aging, is that is that where some of the benefits maybe come from? I think that any way you actually get the honey into your mouth okay. sort, sort of helps the benefits. So I could, ju- I could just eat the whole bee and then there's my protein. You just eat the bees. And poison. There Wait. you go. Sorry, you, venom? You spit that out. Does it, does it have to go in through your mouth? Could you just inject it straight into the... Intravenously? You do you that could. or just a really long needle straight into the stomach. Or you just have bees sting you. I don't think they just like honey it, yeah. through their sting gland. Well, you clearly don't know anything about bees. Have you even seen the bee movie? Multiple times. And I even saw a video where every time they said the word bee, yeah. it got faster. Yeah, that was so if you good... count that as a full watch through, many, many, many times. That was that was a good thing that Reddit did, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that doesn't count really as watching since half of the movie is gone through in a matter of two seconds. I think at it the counts. very end, you get all the good bits. Yeah, yeah. all the bees. Yeah. Yeah. If by all the good bits you mean all one of them, all, all the bees and none of the plot. Yeah. 
So what about, you know, discovering a planet that just had, you know, honey as its primary element? I mean, that could be a planet that would sustain life. Or what if, if it was it just a large water. mass of honey that was just floating around space, just one big honey ball? Where did it come from? We from where did it go? Giant space bees. Yeah. Something, something, something. Cotton Eye Joe. Discover also, life. giant space bees. Yeah. Discover life existing on other planets. Just It's just bees. Planet How did bees. they get there? Planet of the bees. Uh, <laughs> well, and what would be the contents of these giant space bees or wasps' stomach? Honey. Honey. Well, That's what they eat. That's what they spit up. It's, sure. It makes sense, doesn't it? It's a Futurama thing. For the next section, I think that this one was the most interesting to me as someone who really likes pineapples. I discovered that pineapple is not a single fruit, but a group of berries that have fused together. And I thought that was really interesting because I always thought that pineapple was just one fruit. That... So does that mean that every pineapple is just a fluke? Or... Are there, like, there are trees that grow pineapples and... Uh, most pineapples actually grow on, like, a bush. Like, at foot level. Really? Yeah. I went to the Dole Plantation. They're all at foot level. If they were all up in trees, they'd be too hard to get. Did you get that from the internet? No. I, no, I like went to the said, plantation. The... Okay. So, was this, like, an event that happened at one point and now we have this species of plant called pineapples? Or is it every single pineapple starts out as a collection of berries? And then we squeeze and then it, them together. But... Yeah, it grows together to form a pineapple. I think that it's, uh, looking into this further, I think it's more of like when it starts out, it's like in a cocoon phase, and there are several different berries that form within that cocoon, and then they just conflate at some point, and then the cocoon becomes part of the outer shell which is really, really disgusting and uh, very, very sharp. Don't eat the outer shell of a pineapple because it hurts. But that's where all the protein is. It, it, it hurts. You can eat it if you're cool enough. Here's my fact of the day. Did you know pineapples actually uh, they um, digest you? <laughs> really? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, seriously. Like The, the pineapple juice um, eats your tissues. Oh, okay. That makes. I thought you were trying to say that pineapples eat people for food or something like that. No, 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 no. In but Soviet when you eat a pineapple Russia. in Soviet Russia, pineapples eat you. Yeah. Is it because of the acid? I yes. Mean, very acidic. It is. Thought that would be. It's really interesting. Pineapples having a mind of their own. It sounds yeah. like a Bihar movie. <laughs> we're back on bees. Like that one with the tire. Road or rubber? Rubber. rubber. It's the worst yeah. movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad. It's so bad. I mean, it doesn't have a single redeeming factor except for the plot. I wouldn't call that redeeming. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe not the plot, but the fact that it's about a tire that's alive and kills people. Like, that that right there, that's pretty good. The idea is good. It's the everything else they did to it that was the problem. I mean, I can think of worse movies. So you're, what you're saying is it was really good except for... Everything. It yeah. was really good except for the movie. If someone was like, hey man, this is this movie about a killer tire, you'd be like, wow, that sounds really great. And then the movie happened and you're like, oh no, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad, it undoes the statement of, wow, that was that sounds really good. Yeah, it still mm. sounds good. 
A movie about a killer terror that kills people. Watch the movie. It's not good. No, don't bother. Don't, don't bother watching Actually, it. don't watch the movie. If you're listening and you haven't watched the movie... Don't watch the movie. Don't watch it. I mean, maybe just make up your own mind I, and then uh, then conform and tell us Maybe at this right point we you do have to watch the movie, but please heed our warning. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what movie you do need to see? Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Do not watch that. I haven't seen the first good. one. Uh, you don't need the first the one. Just watch the second one every week for a year and then no. talk about it once a year for the rest of your life oh yeah sorry please don't right. till death do us blart we are not sponsored by till death do us blart i think that it's we're very not good sponsored podcast, by though. the people who produce till death do us blart yeah or yeah. or the podcast itself we're not sponsored by many things so for the last one i figured that i would save this one for last because i thought it would generate some very interesting noises uh from all of us turns out you can't hum while holding your nose uh totally doing it uh, you, you, i think that a hum uh yeah your mouth has to be closed that is a hum oh well you can do it for very short times as your mouth gets big look i don't think that's humming it totally counts i don't think so Everyone try. We'll let the listeners decide. Is this humming? Wait, you got to demonstrate humming so that they understand. Mm, This is normal humming. Yeah, see Mm. how different that is? Oh, they're very different, but it's still humming. I don't think it is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try it. Mm. That's with my nose and yours without. Uh, I'm not a fan. It just sounds muffled. Okay, I guess I have to try it to actually... To give an opinion, but okay, normal humming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, but you could totally do it. Mm, no, doesn't feel the same. Now my nose. I, don't, I think I, I think part like of it is that you got to be able to maintain the hum. Why don't you go ahead and give it a try over there, Nigel? Hmm. Okay, a hum. <laughs> and with the nose. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Couldn't. I'm not work. doing it. I nope. believe it. Verified. What about you, yeah. David? Well, I mean, I mean, it just sounds like really bad throat singing, in a way. <laughs> oh, dude, have you heard the intro to Marco Polo on Netflix? I have not. That is some great throat singing. This I didn't know I liked lying. throat singing until I listened to that, and I was like, now I like throat singing. How much experience do you have with throat singing? I tried it once. It's Do it again. Kind try of, it again. Nope, not doing it here. If you try it, I'll try it. Uh, maybe next time. All right. That's the ep- that next week's episode is going to be Jonah teaching us all how to throat sing and Maybe. all about throat singing. We'll see.